Shout out my girl Marissa for keeping a nigga fresh, you dig? I'm shouting out Marissa Mendez right now. She knew me for like 10 years. And Marissa, yeah, she was right on the money. Marissa Mendez is here. Oh, oh shit. This is Marissa right here, bro. This is the reason why I'm flying to all you niggas. <laughs> you understand? This is my dude. This is Marissa, man. It's Taylor Gang and Don. We don't even gotta say shit, because Marissa explains it all. And you do know that. And start recording. Okay. So, what's up? Marissa Explains It All, episode 84. It's Marissa. Franny's here. Yo, what's up? If it sounds a little different, it's because yesterday, when it, which is our recording day, Franny wasn't able to record. Yeah, and man, I, I had was, some shit to do, man. I was cranky, high, and tired, so I didn't want to just go by myself. And I figured it's such a big week because we got to talk about this MJKG Easy stuff and Eminem. So I'm right. like, I all these clear people. Like, what's up with all these clear people? Like, y'all like <laughs> it's a lot of white on white crime. They have like, no <laughs> issues in life, and they just funking to be funking. Like, I mean, clear you know, are crazy. Well, okay, so let's let's break this down, everybody. Obviously, we're in the midst of this MGK, Eminem, GEZ stuff. Um, so let's take it back. It all started on, I don't know, a few nights ago, and MGK did his Funk Flex freestyle. This is a freestyle weeks in the making. I was speaking to, his, to Interscope at the top of August, and they were talking about wanting to get Kells up to Flex and all that stuff. So this wasn't just a random out-of-the-blue occurrence. And he does flex freestyle and he sends some shots at G Easy. Now we were just Franny and I were just listening to everything before the show started just to kind of refresh. Well, for me, refresh for Franny, he yeah. hadn't heard yet. Yeah, I don't um, listen to clear people every day, guys. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Especially rap beef. This is new. I didn't is I didn't love me. I didn't love MGK's freestyle, but like like you said, it kind of took a couple minutes to like yeah. get hot. Yeah. And I only listened to like the G Easy part of it, and Flex yeah. just seemed under. I don't he think he was Flex rapping. Realized. He was rapping like a white boy at the top. Like you could see, Flex was just hella bored. Flex yeah. was like looking at his phone, texting people, and you know, Flex usually is like all over the place. He'll dropping be making bombs. noise, be like, oh. yeah. yeah, exactly. He's <laughs> hella like, animated. Like, like when Drake did the freestyle, the, the infamous Blackberry freestyle, fucking Flex was like, he said he's in the Estimoyne doing donuts. Right. right. He, was, he was hyped. <laughs> He'd be, he be ad-libbing his shit. He was a man. He damn near was asleep when MGK first started rapping. And I don't think he realized until afterward <laughs> that MGK dissed g I don't think he had any idea what MGK was talking about until yep. after and all the memes started popping up and stuff, um, which to which then Flex is mad hype because he's like, oh, I made a moment, you know? <laughs> right. Um, so that happened, he's, right? He's like, he's like, oh, this is about to be some shit. Exactly. Like, oh, we did that shit. It's lit. It's lit. <laughs> so that happened. g wasted literally no time, despite the fact he is currently on tour. But we all know all our dear friends, most of them at least, uh, tour with a studio bus or a studio setup on their bus because that is- And, the, and look, these these rap verses are coming back so fast because they're white. I'm telling you. Because black people, we take our sweet and merry time. People, they acting like they can't, they acting like they can't freaking return verses for a week and shit. White <laughs> people, man, g Easy. I feel like- he was at Hot 97 or something. It was, like, <laughs> it was like the very next, it was like the next morning, bro. Literally hours because a flex freestyle happens at like 
10 p.m. Eastern time, 10, 11 p.m., eh, 10 p.m., 9, 10. Right. And by the time I woke up and I wake up at like 7 a.m., G-Eazy had the record out. So he wasted no fucking time. Right. Um, so that was that. Now, people are kind of curious as to the history. I'm confused as to the latest. I'm not speaking to my main source in that camp right now so i can't get like the full scope and even if i did i guess right. i wouldn't be at liberty to say um right. potentially but we do know collectively from the internet that mgk and how the fuck do you say are you probably halsey halsey okay halsey halsey yeah. they were dating before gez was a thing with her at least right. um so they were dating i want to say like early 2017 like springtime <laughs> And then see, and this this makes me feel like MGC. I feel like MGK is corny for that because this is one thing. It's one thing for you to be fucking with a female and then for her to move on and start fucking with somebody else. No, no, and no. But a, there's more. There's okay, more my bad. So they were fucking around. Not sure what happened. She moves on. Guess what? G easy. That's cool, and it was fine because Flogna, where you were and I was. Oh, yeah. They were both there, and not only just both there, but MGK was hanging out with g Easy, And, you know, I was, I, me and MGK, obviously, are friends, so him and I had, like, we were kicking it for a little bit, and then he kind of, like, ditched me and started hanging out with G. Oh, yeah, after you ditched me. Uh, yeah, I yeah. have a whole, I had a whole, me and, Mar okay, just so you guys know, me and Marissa <laughs> had a whole argument, because, look, I have a really big thing about, don't fucking leave me for, so, for no fucking rappers. No. Like, if, like if we're, if we're if we're kicking it and you see some of your rapper homies, don't bounce on me. I don't give a fuck about them. <laughs> I feel like, but I didn't come with you though. I was like kicking it with you. I was bouncing around. Nah, we were all we was kicking it, and then you just dipped, and I was like, "Hey, bro, don't dip on me for no rappers." But I don't anyway. remember what I dipped for. I think I went to go see ASAP. Oh yeah, me and Kells went to go see ASAP Rocky perform. Yeah, that's yeah. neither here nor there. Yeah. Okay, right. <laughs> so, um. They were hanging out there, and I remember watching them thinking, like, oh, that's cool. Like, MGK doesn't give a fuck about Halsey. Like, I mean, like, about the situation, because obviously him and G are being men, and they're still, they're cool as right. fuck about it. And I thought G was cool for that, too, because it's like, you know, you kind of always have a little distaste for the person that dated your current boo before you. Right. And they were both kicking it. It didn't look like they were, like, the best of fucking friends. Like, they weren't kikiing and, like, you know... Yo, bro, it's so lit. They weren't none of that, right. but they were hanging out, period. They were so, cordial. Yeah, but more than cordial, they were literally kicking it. Like, they went out their way to, like, they were sitting at those wooden tables together. They were walking around together. So gotcha. I'm like, okay, it's, it's cool. That's dope. And that is the last I know of them. And then this happened, but I did read online, I don't know how accurate it is because people just be putting shit out there, that, you know, because um, Halsey and g Easy broke up a couple, like a month ago. Right. And I'm reading online that she went back to MGK in that period and then she got back with GEZ again. So I don't know if it was something there. Mm. I don't know if perhaps she was pillow talking with him saying, oh, you know, G's been hating on you. You could be like all of those things. You know what I mean? And then I'm assuming he was kind of miffed at the fact that GEZ then went and like bleached his hair blonde and like put an earring in when it's like, all right, you're already dating my leftovers and now you're trying to look like me too. 
Right, right, right. I mean, but shit. I mean, everybody's doing. Travis Scott has blonde hair now, so you trying to say that he's trying to be MGK too? Right, like, and so like it's not like MGK owns a patent on white or bleached hair because. Uh, MGK, you're the only reason that you're doing it is because every fucking rock artist before you did it. Like, right. you don't have a claim. So to that. no, so I'm, I'm and I'm not saying that like that's his whole beef, but. I think when you already are in a situation where it seemed like there was already tension, I think I remember years ago, like, you know, when there's not that many white rappers to choose from, the media is going to always put them against each other, just like they put them against each other. So I do believe there was some tension from that because even in G-Eazy's response record, he mentions them speaking overseas or something like that and like squashing whatever beef that existed. And this was apparently years ago. So there was some tension at some point prior to all of this. So I think it could just be a matter of like, you already have some static with somebody. Now they're dating your ex or whatever you want to call her. And then they're like dyeing your hair just like you, you know, like again, he doesn't own that look, but it could be a little like it gets under your fucking skin at a point. You know what I mean? Right. But I mean, but to be completely honest, this is all G's girl's fault. Cause Oh, for sure. She she did some trifling shit and ran back to MGK, which basically just gives him ammunition if he ever needs to use it against Jeezy, which he didn't even wait a week to use it. Exactly. And my homegirl told me too um, that a week before MG, I'm sorry, a week before Halsey and Jeezy announced their relationship, that it literally like six, it was like six days. She said that she was on some rooftop at LA party and MGK and Halsey were like, sucking each other's faces down so that timeline was very close <laughs> he needs to like kick that bitch to the curb i'm sorry yeah and halsey i, I don't know you so I'm, i please excuse me calling you a bitch but bitch you need to stop being so messy <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit of a disastrous situation but yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. so you uh, before we press record, your take on that was that in that little battle, because as of now, Wednesday, September 5th, 8.16 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, um, that is the only response between the two of MGK and G-Eazy. That, that bad boy I, record I, is the last. And you I feel like, I feel like, okay, so I feel like MGK, obviously, he just threw a shot because I feel like historically, whoever throws the first shot, they never really have a crazy record. Right. You know and saying? that wasn't because, you know, it was a flex freestyle. So he just threw right. a shot and kept on moving. It wasn't, it wasn't right. a whole, if the whole freestyle was dedicated to GEZ, that would it would have been, it would have went in, it would have went in, and so and so, G Easy had time to sit down, really go through his thoughts, and put a put a verse together. Okay, cool. So yeah, G Easy's verse to me was like, oh, okay, this, he's throwing shots, like and, for and, real. And being a fan of MGK, obviously a friend of MGK, um, I do personally. Okay, for the fan side, I do personally think that. MGK can outwrap the fuck out of GEZ, but I also must say I haven't heard like any of GEZ's like B sides. Like I really have only heard his singles kind of thing, so right. I don't really know the depth of his skill on the mic. But I do know the depth of MGK's skill, and I still feel pretty confident that he could best GEZ in an. Well, I think that he could. I think he can outwrap GEZ. I, I think MGK can rap, but the problem is, is that G in the record department, GEZ is beating him right. the fuck up. Yeah. Like, and so that's really when it comes down to it. That's what GEZ is talking about in his music. He's like, "Look, bro, you can have all that street shit, but guess what? 
I'm going platinum every time I drop a record, and I'm touring around the world, and that's what you really want to be doing, and I mean, that's why you're thing, a little bit the, mad. The thing that annoyed me about G-Eazy's thing, though, was he literally was stating incorrect shit. Like, you can't have, you could, like, throw shots and shade and, like, like theories, like, rumors and shit like that. Like, the Puff thing, that, 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 that works, because we don't necessarily see Puff fucking with MGK like that or whatever, so. But I think that's, I think that's an MGK thing. I think MGK doesn't like the way that his brand looks standing next to Puff. No, because, that's not, that's not it. Okay, so then what is it? Because why wouldn't he stand next to Puff? Um, It's not MGK, it's Puff. <laughs> it, like, I mean, it's deeper than that, but it, it wasn't MGK. I say all that to say, but this is speaking uh, from an insider place. But um, so I did want to say though, so like on the GEZ record, he go he tells MGK like you don't have a single plaque, and your last album did thirty thousand. That's like literally completely fucking false. Um, MGK has multiple plaques. Like his last album went gold. Um, the lead single from the last album went platinum. Um, he, uh, what you call it, the shit that he came out with, uh, yeah, bitch, yeah, bitch, call me Steve-O, that shit, that went uh -huh. either gold or platinum. So he has plaques. Um, he did some, like, I don't know, like, white people shit that went gold or some shit. Um, <laughs> some white people You know, shit. like, they used it in, like, wrestling or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. um, he had a record, Till I Die, for Cleveland. They used that shit. The Cavs used that shit. All these people. So anyway, I say all that to say... Like, you can't just throw out, like, inaccurate shit. And MGK is achieving these things. Obviously, he's not on the level of G-Eazy, but he's touring the world, too, and not just as an opener for Fall Out Boy, which, by the way, is also fucking huge, though. They're doing, like, humongous tours. But, you know, MGK does his own tours, too, and they sell out, and he does it in, like, literally all over the world, Europe and Australia and, like, literally everywhere. So... Okay, so let's... So, all right, so let's, let's talk about this. So, Lace Up... Mm -hmm. His album is gold. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's that's a debut um, album that was 2012. Bloom is gold. Yes, that is last year's album that did more than 30k. It did 57k in the first week. So the fact that GEZ yeah. did 30 is nuts. And it and it's it's at, it's at like 76, but that's pure. That's like you know physical, mm -hmm. and, and obviously it's been gold from the way it's streamed. Yes. Um, the lead single from that was um, "Bad Things." That's platinum, and that's platinum in multiple countries. Okay, so Wild Boy is two times platinum. Oh, see, I said I think I said gold. Um, I Invincible is gold. That's the white people shit I was talking about. <laughs> Till, Till I Die is platinum. That's the Cavs record I was talking bad, about. Bad Things is two times platinum. That's the lead single from the last album I was talking about. Okay, At My Best is gold. No idea what that is, but it sounds great. And and that's off of Bloom. Oh, that's oh, gold. they use that for like some other white people shit too. I think it was in a movie. Got you. And then there's a there's a record called Home with. Uh, oh no, that Bluey. was in a movie. That was in a movie. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 that, that was on the Bright um in, on the Netflix movie Bright. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's gold. Yes. Um, let's see. Hold on. Wait. We're still we're still rolling here. Hold on. We Let got we see. got plaques on plaques, baby. Um. Okay, no, no, no. That that was the last. Okay, that was the last one. But there's there's some other stuff like out out of the country. But I don't really count all that stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, like that's I, what I was saying. Like bad things is platinum. Yeah. Like in yeah, all over the place. Yeah, yeah like he just all went over to Australia. He um they brought in the new year on an Australian tour, and yeah. they were given their platinum plaque in Australia for bad things too while they were there. Yeah. So so it's yeah it's pla it's platinum in Australia. Mm -hmm. It's gold in. Belgium, random place to be gold. Right. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, 
It's gold in um, New Zealand. Okay. Like, like, yeah, just, just random. All of this, it's a world record. We'll so we'll say that. Yeah, okay, that so cool. Big, that was his biggest. Oh, so, so MGK is not starving. He is not. His his ribs are not touching. He's doing a good amount of money. You know a what I'm lot. saying? And he has a lot of movie roles. Like he has a movie coming out with Sandra Bullock this year. He's playing mm-hmm. Tommy Lee in the Netflix film about Motley Crue coming out this year. Um, yep. He was, he had three films, I remember in 2016. I don't know how many he had last year. He's He's been acting for a minute. So that also, he just did, he just shot a movie with Pete Davidson, which is why they're like BFF right now. Got you. Um, so they, you know, he doing he doing his fucking thing. Okay. But so so I do I I do think that I feel like and they and they may need, they may not need to do this, but I feel like MGK needs to do a full response to G Easy. If yeah, you know. But personally, like that beef bores the fuck out of me. Yeah, right? it blew over pretty quick. Like it's so cor- Like I mean, I love Kells, but that that entire beef is fucking corny. Like it's essentially over a girl sort of, and maybe like a Mr. Me Too situation, but both of those scenarios, like we don't care as rap fans. Like that's, right. that's not a battle I want, not a battle I give a fuck about. Like G Easy's a pop rapper to me. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to hear you battle with another white guy. I literally right. could not care less. Now the Eminem MGK battle that I like, I like that. But I, really, I don't think I don't think M's gonna respond because I think if it, if Eminem responds, it makes. Well, I mean, he already dissed him to begin with, right? But my thing is, is that I don't I don't foresee M coming back and making a full record about him because that just gives M, that just gives MGK too much clout, right? Right. Okay. So let's let's back this up. So in 2012, that is a long time ago, MGK tweeted, and I quote. Um, okay, so I just saw a picture of Eminem's daughter, and I have to say she's hot as fuck in the most respectable way possible because M is king. This is May 2012. As I was waiting for Franny to finish listening to all of the records before we started, I did the math. And in May 2012, Haley was 16 and MGK was 22. Both young. Mm. And I know at 16, I was definitely dating 22 and older dudes, so. But that's still a little, you know, you, he shouldn't have said that. Yeah. That's I mean, still an adult, and that is a child. Yes. I don't know if he knew her age at that time either, though. But all of that aside, I don't think that was worth, like, Eminem literally blackballed him. He's still, to this day, MGK cannot do Shade 45 radio. Like, they will not have him. Like, Sway will not all have right. him up there. So, like, he literally blackballed him from that. And as MGK said on the record that he put out towards Eminem, um, he also Eminem also called up Interscope or had I guess Rosenberg call up Interscope and uh, try to shelve him. Obviously, that did not work because it's one of those scenarios. Right. Where it probably would have happened if Wild if Boy Puff. didn't pick up. Oh yes, and Puff, right? If Wild Boy didn't pick up Steam like it did, and if Puff wasn't part of it. But, mm-hmm. you know, if like if if Wild Boy was like a, a subpar lukewarm record that kind of like didn't really move the needle, I think MGK would have probably ended up shelled. Right. But so, yeah, so that is the basis of the beef. And Eminem, aside from the behind the scenes black shit, never actually did anything about it publicly, like never said anything about Machine Gun Kelly, never acknowledged him. And I guess, you know, perhaps 
Eminem felt some pressure from the fact that his last album was critically panned. Like no one fucked with that shit. Mm. Um, I guess he was like, let me go deep in my old Eminem bag and just come for folks. Um, and he did. What's the bunch of shit I've been wanting to say that I ain't said? Right. That's exactly what happened. And which is funny too, because it's like, it's still classic Eminem. Like you go for like the white people, just like back in the day when he used to go for like, fucking NSYNC and Britney Spears and Christina and Frank right. and shit but either way so he gives a little line I don't know if um, no she doesn't put it there but uh, he gave a line about MGK on one of his records on the surprise album so then MGK came back about two days later and he did a record that I think is fucking flames and I think it's so fire the way and, and it's so funny to me that people are being like, how is a diss record? And you're calling Eminem a goat on the record. Like, how are you praising him and it's supposed to be a diss record? Like, just because someone dissed you doesn't mean it's supposed to take away the fact that he's a legend. He's still a legend. And MGK pretending that he's not or pretending that he hasn't been a fan his whole life makes the fucking record fake. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, like MGK legitimately was like, dude, you're dope, but like fucking relax basically you know what i mean like and he called out and they're like but uh, mgk didn't say anything about eminem that eminem doesn't already say about himself and it's like i mean nah but it's also different when you have somebody else saying it about you i don't care if m doesn't address it he he listened to that and felt it Mm -hmm. absolutely like just everything (laughs) i love honestly i love how he opened up with like the joke about how his fucking beard is weird because it fucking is weird that fucking beard is like a pedophile beard well it looks like it's it looks like it's drawn on (laughs) (laughs) looks like somebody took a marker and just like his daughter took a marker when she was young and then he just never washed it (laughs) That beard is horrible. Yeah, no, it looks it looks crazy. Yeah, so I enjoy that, and then um, then MGK said some real shit. So you don't think M's gonna respond? I I don't think I can't call it. Um, I, I think he'll. I think he may respond in a whack way. He's gonna respond where like he's gonna do a a feature for somebody, and then he's gonna get some shit off in the feature. Like ooh, that could be smart because then it could actually be a hit record too. Yeah, but I, but I think he should like nah like address this shit like you know what I mean like drop some heat you the best rapper alive you know quote quotation like get on your shit don't just don't just throw a little a little little pew 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 no 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 I need some boom 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 I need some 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 shots yeah go go some shots M you know but M, M also he also plays the background a lot like either way whether Eminem responds or doesn't respond MGK won in a sense of like before we got on 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 the podcast just now, I I um I, I loaded up YouTube and it suggested MGK's track. It's at twenty three right. million views, and it yeah. dropped like I want to say yesterday morning or two mornings yeah. ago. That shit is like what? And that's and that's why he's like he's praying Eminem responds. Right. He's like please respond to me because all you're doing is turning my shit up. Facts. And I've been going hard, like not hard, but I've been tweeting about it and. I've been, uh, I posted on Instagram briefly. Like I, I really don't try to put music shit on my page, but I did post that day just supporting it. Mostly because too, um, I'm very much um, sensitive to the underdog situation and people being overlooked. Yeah. And despite the fact like MGK is very successful and he will eat 
very well for the rest of his life and his daughter will eat very well for the rest of her life and 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 all that and all you know who was black i didn't even know that yes, you know what i'm saying yes sir and his baby mom is a very nice woman um but yeah so like you know he put all his friends on which is what it's really about you know um you're not a real boss unless you put other people on but the one thing True. that mgk has always truly wanted was really you know the respect of the hip-hop community and um one of his friends made like a good point uh recently with me they were like you know he's white he's gonna have to work 10 times harder it just is what it is and in that in that realm um in the pop world he's cool in the fashion world he's cool but it's like in the hip-hop world people are like meh he's like a white rocker boy um so i really do enjoy the fact that people are actually paying attention to mgk's lyricism in this situation but somebody commented on my um on my Instagram post, and they're like, yo, you better watch out before you catch a stray bullet from Marshall, too. I was like, bruh, if MGK, I'm sorry, if Eminem ever said my name, I don't even give a fuck if he called me a fucking fat walrus. I'd be so happy that right. Eminem mentioned me. Like, it, there really is no loss to that. There, I mean, and I, I was talking to um Ebro this morning, and I was like, if Eminem came back with just some, like, some crazy shit do you think it would end mgk's career and ebro was just plain and simple like no <laughs> i don't think right. at this point that m has that power and ebro got his own beef right now so he yeah just... he worry about takashi and all that it's a lot it's a lot going on right now that's a oh, man i'm all over the place because i want to talk about that shit too but i guess i want to um i mean I... no let's wrap up let's finish this yeah i mean so I mean, it, you know, it was okay. Look, shout out to the clear people. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all had y'all, y'all had y'all little week of acting crazy. It was Labor Day, and all of that. I'm like, but yeah, it's 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 over. Yeah, like let it go, you guys. No more rap beef. Eminem, go take care of your daughter and go do whatever old ass rap niggas do. MGK, you need to go get into a fight or something <laughs> so you can get some of this so you can get some of this negative energy out of you. You know, because I because at the end of the day, I do think that MGK is a little is being a little sensitive about about Halsey. Mm -hmm. I do. Like I feel like that's where that's where the motivation came because why are you so pressed, bro? Why are you so pressed at at G Easy? Yeah. Like, you know, you I mean, I get it. Okay. He made his hair blonde, but you guys are white. <laughs> There's literally a that's you know what it's like? That's like if Quavo got mad at um, somebody for getting dreads. Like, yeah. you know, y'all black, right? <laughs> like, you know, like that. That's kind of like a part of who we are. Like, it, it 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 happens, brother. So I just don't feel like MGK really has a good. I feel like he just wanted to get some shit off, and he was like, "Ooh, he made his hair blonde. Time to rap about G Easy." Like, <laughs> like nah, bro. So um, yeah, I'm just ready for them to just go back to being successful white people that we don't have to pay attention to. <laughs> um, <laughs> the only thing that made me nervous is it's funny and I, everything kind of ends up working out for a reason. But you know, again, like even when G Easy record dropped in the morning, I'm still gonna go. I'm gonna ride for the person that I actually am friends with. You know what I'm saying? So I was talk tweeting about Kells. I was writing for him. And even in our episode that we had with Simba, like I made it very clear. I really respect g -E for like the shit that he's done for the Bay and how he really like sticks his neck out for every single like upcoming artist and brings them on tour and does shit for them, puts them on his albums and all that, you know? Um, but then, uh, you know, again, I was still speaking in defense of MGK because that's my friend. And I had plans the whole time I was tweeting 
I had already had plans to come to Atlanta this week to go to his show tonight that's happening as we speak in Atlanta. And then I kind of got nervous after that. I'm like, do I, if I show up, like, are they going to be like, bitch, why are you here? Like, am I allowed to like have that opinion and also go to this GEZ concert? And it's even more funny because um, when I posted the uh, MGK Eminem record on my, um, on my Instagram page, Flex fucking crazy he commented on me like on the on the thing like at the marissa at eminem at machine gun kelly or whatever i'm like flex relax (laughs) and then um guap dad had also commented um on the thing and was just kind of like you know obviously he's riding for the bay so that's basically what guap said and then flex commented back to guap and was like nah bruh like what you call it mgk got this one with you easy or whatever and with eminem and then G Easy, so then no, I'm sorry. Then Guap Dad responded again, again in defense of G Easy and adding him. And then I noticed that G Easy liked Guap Dad's comment on my page. I'm like, oh man, now like G Easy sees that I'm like posting about Machine Gun Kelly too. And so I kind of got like a little like I don't want to say nervous. It wasn't like he was gonna come up to me and like G check me, but I'm like, is that corny? Is am I like phony for that? Like if I still go to your concert uh-huh. or whatever. Um, then I ended up not going because Amber at the last minute yesterday asked me if I could do, if I could fill in for her on her podcast today. So obviously it's a little more important. And my connection though, the way I was getting into the G-Easy concert and the only reason I wanted to go to the G-Easy concert was obviously Ty Dolla Sign. Right. And my man's got locked up today and didn't even make it to the show. How you get locked up? What do you do? So him and six others were probably on the way to the venue there in Atlanta and of course the fucking hip hop police say they quote unquote smelled weed, which I mean, probably did. Uh, so they pulled over their limo. Why they only take Ty in and all six other people he was with got let go and they're charging Ty. How did did they smell it? Exactly. They're saying they were driving and And all of a sudden cops, you know, exactly. Um, but, uh, they're charging Ty with possession of less than a I don't know, gram or ounce of um, cocaine and of weed. Oh, yeah. Coke on them. That makes that actually makes a little bit of sense. I mean, but there was literally six other people with him. Why is he the only person getting charged? He probably he probably did that himself. He probably said, yo, it was mine. It's me. Like, put it on me. No, everybody got the fucking random homie on the road with them for that sole purpose to take those charges. So they don't end up in the news. Touche. <laughs> like you, you always bring the random fucking friend from the hood that don't got no charges, but's down to take one so that he don't go to jail for super long. But you know, and then you p- take care of all their fucking legal fees and shit. Like that's how that works. So there's no way Ty's like, I got this one, bros. Hold my beer. So uh, yeah, he still he missed the performance, and um, as of right before we started recording, he was still in processing or whatever the case. So. That's stupid. Man. Just so much. Just so, so much. So, okay, so how do you feel about this whole Takashi thing? Because, okay, here's here's my question. Like I I watched I watched Takashi and I and I I understand Takashi's beef, Mm -hmm. right? With Hot 97. But my my thing is you have a whole nother radio station over here that does fuck with you. Right. And and why do you feel the need to completely just destroy your relationship with Hot 97? Like, what happened? So here's the thing. And this is speaking from, obviously, the inside and all that stuff. 
but also not because I'm kind of forgetting the actual events. But I, Ebro is just he's he's always been not into like the fuckery and the antics, but at the same time gets with it and joins it because Ebro is also a troll. So right. his his shtick, and although he mostly means it, but his shtick is to be the grumpy old man and go against like the crazy antic bullshit. You know what I'm saying? So he was the same way with little Yachty two years ago. He used to always make fun of me on air. Like, why do you like this bullshit? And little Uzi. And remember, he I think he even came at Ray Shremmerd. Remember saying they didn't even like write their album. So he's very much been this person. And I think his biggest gripe with Takashi was like, it's not just this silly online trolling, but you're like really perpetuating dangerous shit you know what i'm saying it's not just like fucking funny beef it's like real life like y'all pull up on you and shoot you and that type of shit you know what i'm saying like shit that when you're doing a summer jam and as i just said with tight alison these hip-hop police are very motherfucking real that's not a joke that's not you know and and these insurance agents and people that insure these concerts and these venues and stuff like that they're yes they're white people and shit but they got people in place to keep them in tune with what's going on too so right he was a red flag to um metlife stadium metlife stadium didn't want takashi in their stadium for summer jam right. so that was like where a lot of it started but at the same time ebro has the ultimate power he really probably could have gotten takashi in that shit but Takashi just keeps trolling and opening his fucking mouth and fucking like, you know, up until just recently, he wasn't even really doing shows like that. He wasn't able to fucking book shows because of that shit. Yes, his music's right. doing phenomenally, but he's a big fucking risk for these venues that don't want to take that risk. You know what I'm saying? So that was a big part of the problem. And that's kind of where Ebro has been coming from. And I think that Summer Jam shit was really like, the straw that broke the camel's back as far as Takashi goes, like at that point he was just like fucking like pissed. You know what I'm saying? Like, why don't you let me be, do summer jam and stuff like that? Right. And like an even better example of how much he's fucking himself. Um, MTV wouldn't even let him perform with Nicki Minaj for the VMAs because of all his yep. shit. But that that's probably more so because of the um, underage lawsuit situation than anything. You know what I mean? But regardless yeah, yeah. this is the kind of person that you know it's not just ebro being a grumpy old man it's, this is this is real life shit that that's happening and that he's doing to himself like that chicago shit that's crazy that's literally like crazy so um i i can say i haven't been keeping up in the last few days as to why this exact war of words between ebro and takashi has been going on online I don't know what started it, whether it was a comment on Hot 97 or something online, but I do know that Takashi has taken it so far as to say, like, fuck your mother, tell your mom suck my dick, fuck your mother's grave and all that shit once he even found out that Ebro's mother passed away and it actually wasn't. Yeah, I, just feel like, I just feel like it's a lot. Yeah. I just feel like it's a that's lot. That's like, I don't even remember, I don't. I don't want to say it was you. I feel like in the last week I was having this conversation with somebody about like, you just, you don't take it there with mother. Oh no. Freddie Gibbs. When I did um, TMZ podcast last week, mm-hmm. he was saying that he was like, you know, we could beef all day. When you, when you talk about family or kids, like I'm going to kill you. <laughs> so, um, 
that is like a different level of disrespect. And Takashi even said it in another video, like doubled back on it, didn't even back down once he found out that Ebro's mom had passed. He was like, I don't give a fuck that your mom's dead. I'm gonna keep fucking saying that shit. And I was like, oh. But that's also like young boy shit too, that they don't have. I don't know. I don't know. That whole thing is like, I can't respect somebody that says, fuck your dead mom. Like there's- Nah, like that's like, and to see to me, like- to me, like once you say something like that, there is there's no it, there is no there, there's no and there's no talking. Yeah. Like when I see you, don't don't try to I'm I'm slapping you dead in your mouth. Period. Like and 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 nobody should feel away. Nobody should feel away that Takashi is four eleven. Nobody should feel away that Ebro is the size he is because if you're man enough to say something like that, you man enough to get slapped in your mouth. That's it. Period. Like that's it. Like so Takashi's only saying that because he got. 80 people around. Not only and he that, got like he also knows Ebro as a corporate man for Beats One Radio, Apple Incorporated, and Hot 97 MS Communications is not, no matter what, going to step to him and smack, smack him, slap him, kick him, hurt him. Man, Ebro's going to do sure. nothing because he's smarter than that. They should. They need to have Ebro back and they need to be like, hey, yo, Ebro, if I worked at, if I worked at, that station or whoever the corporate higher up is. Is it, is it is it iHeartMedia? It's not. No, they're not, they're not no, they're they're MS Communications. Right? They're, yeah. Okay, cool. So MS Communications, whoever the higher up is at that place. And you know what? You may not care, sir, but guess what? This is why we need some more black people in power so shit like this can happen. <laughs> but I'm I'm sending an email right to Ebro and I'm and it's going to say, good morning. What's Ebro's first name? Ebro. <laughs> cool. Good morning. Good morning, Ebro. <laughs> Today, I would like for you to understand that your job is completely safe. So if you have any notion to slap dog shit out of Takashi 69, <laughs> understand you will have a job in the morning. Have a great day, sir. <laughs> what? Kiss the baby for me. Yeah. Kiss the baby. No, they they Let- dead need to bring back um that's did you ever watch that back in the day? I think it was called Smackfest or some shit like that. They did. Oh yeah, on Hot 97. Yes. <laughs> Like what? They need to do all that because I'm like, because I'm sick of people feeling like they could just say shit over the internet and it ain't gonna be no repercussions. Like, nah, bro, you say something like that to me, I'm sorry, I'm dogging you. And for everybody that's listening to this podcast, I am a six foot, big ass nigga. So I'm dead serious when I say that. Like, I'm not playing. Like, I'm I'm a big ass line back playing, uh, all that, and I'm not playing when I say that. Like. Some of these people need to get slapped, and it's and it's bad. So now you know what? That's why I feel like Puff a real nigga, cause 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 Drake came out of his mouth, word, and Puff smacked the and fuck out. the first time Puff seen him, done facts. That's real facts. What? That's a fact. the first it, it, no man. Fuck all this security. Fuck all this shit. You 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 talking greasy about Cassie? You playing? You you played yourself. That is so real. I forgot about that shit. Yeah. What? Come on, man. Slap the dog shit out of Drake. Facts. Yeah. I, I don't know what 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 the outcome can possibly be from this, but I know it's not going to be Takashi coming up to Hot 97 anytime nah, nah, soon. Nah, 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 nah. So and Hot 97 is just a, it's just a gangster ass radio station. Yeah. They didn't have shootouts, fights. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, Hot 97 is just a gangsta-ass place. And so, you know, and, you know, Ebro, he from Cali. So, you know, he be with the bullshit anyway. He from the sack town. Yep. 
Yeah, he, he with all the bullshit regardless. Yeah, so that's... Uh... Which which to me makes... Which I wonder why Ebro has never played any Mozzie or... I don't I mean, I'm sure he's playing He, does, he but... plays it on um on Beats 1. The issue on is just, you know, just like... The content. Yeah, Ebro, not even that, but Ebro doesn't have the like power to just be like, let's play Mozzie in the 9 o'clock primetime hour. That's just... Radio is a business just like everything right. else. It's literally, you know what I mean? Like, just can't right. be like no nah, i'm not i'm not giving up the one slot that i have to play music that i yeah. like to play mozzie but yeah. um when i was there when um he was like really you know focusing on building like myself and scotty as characters on the morning show he right. um started a five o'clock news segment which played in the five o'clock hour in the morning which is like rough but it was really more for um social media and he would, it would be the five of us and we would each get to pick like whatever record that we wanted to give light to. And it was just kind of something dope for, and we would play it on the air too. And again, five o'clock in the morning. Yes. But at the same time, like it's still getting a spin on Hot 97. Shit, and, nigga, spin is a spin. Right. And as an artist, as a mozzie from the Bay, you know, you get to put up this video on your Instagram of Ebro himself saying your name and playing your record on air you know no one back home knows the fuck time that shit played on air they just know it played on hot 97 um and that was a really cool tool and he definitely used that to put on artists like that and and a lot of new a lot of new cats and um i got to use obviously use that too for like some dope shit um i don't know if you're familiar with uh what's get it indie from the bay um yeah. like i played her record on there i played neff's record on there so like i i actually use that to put on a lot of bay people <laughs> since right. i am an honorary bay i was actually just tweeting about that the other day how i want to move to oakland because um carly hustle was tweeting how like the entire music industry has fucking up and left new york to move to la and yeah. i was i responded i'm like yeah i'm fucking sick of it like not that it's not like i came to la like oh it's a hideout that no one knows about but i it was at least a little bit of a sanctuary from the same New York people I had been around my whole life, my whole career life. And I'm like, you know, LA refreshing new. And then I get here and everyone else came too. So it's literally the same exact scene all over again. Well, okay. So, well, here's the thing though, is that the, in the music industry and, and it, being around the music industry and working in the music industry, you'll, you'll, you'll learn that the industry has these moments. So New York had a moment. Right, the way they come in waves, right? Yeah. Right, and then Atlanta, Atlanta had a moment yes. when everybody lived in Atlanta. Like, I mean, everybody lived in Atlanta. Nicki Minaj like, even lived in Atlanta. Every, everybody, like, was living in Atlanta. And so now everything has just swung back to L.A. And I also think that, you know, it, it has a lot to do with, one, with weather, two, with, like, you know, I think that a, five, ten years ago, the the party scene in LA wasn't together. Right. And now so you could awesome. there, there weren't any yeah, there weren't any 21 and up clubs. You couldn't do bottles. You couldn't there there was none of this stuff five, ten years ago in Los Angeles. It was all 18 and up stuff. Mm. So there was not really a, a nightlife. And so now you have all these 18 and up people who created this nightlife scene and then they all got older and it turned into an industry scene. And Bad. now there is a now there's a genuine industry scene in Los Angeles. And because it's Los Angeles, you now you're mixing NBA players, NFL players, actresses, actors, um, just every and it's just like, oh, I'm gonna Right. And simultaneously, as that's happening, the New York scene, as for the party scene, completely like died. And mm -hmm. um, you know, Webster Hall, they closed out and fucking um yeah. whip and greenhouse and all these big spots that were like these spots and now they really only have fucking up and down which 
really only hosts a rapper after party whenever there's an extremely large concert in town. And, that's and up and down is that is that spot right across the street from the pizza yep, place. Yep, huh? yep. Yep, I know exactly what you're talking about because we did um, when we were on tour, we did we did a a party there yeah. after the uh, New York. Yep, show. that's exactly right. And like uh, I've done an after party there with Ty once. You know, like that's that is the after party yeah. place, but that's it. Like yeah. there is not. It do be popping in there, though. I, no, I for sure, that but that is literally the only one, and it's yeah, not nah, often. Sure. It's not like every. Week. No, 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 no. What's the other one? What's the other one? It's a. Uh, it, it it reminds me of like, it reminds me of um of Greystone a little House? bit. House, yeah, I think didn't I see that? No, and and they're, and they're and they're real bougie in there. They don't be trying to let nobody in. I was like, man, I I had got because so me and Kaylani, so we were um oh and so okay side note, I know everybody's gonna be jealous. I was at Kaylani's house last weekend. Oh, she, and, cool. you know, she played she played me some of her music mm. and it is amazeballs. Her next little wave of music, yeah, I think everybody's gonna be really happy with. Now moving on, mm-hmm. we were going to the club. And you know, Kaylani's like, "Oh, I got a section. Like, you guys, you guys come." But blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, "Okay, for sure. Blah, blah, blah. We're gonna pull up." So we pull up, and literally, they were not like it. it took it like they didn't want to let Kaylani in. Wow. And they were, she's like, "Yo, bro, like, I have a table. I'm fucking Kaylani. Right. Like, what are you talking?" And she, you know, and she's not even that kind of person. She's like to sit in the car. Like, I don't even care. We can go. I'll go home and paint or something. Like, you know, she doesn't give a fuck. But she just, we were all like kind of already faded and so she was like nah like i want to go in and have a good time but that was the only thing that i didn't like about that club was that they just were being a little too extra at the door i'm like yo come on y'all like new york ain't even popping i don't even know if that's still around either i haven't heard anyone talk about house in at least a year so yeah i don't know but whatever um okay so wait i have a question so being that you said something about scotty beeman recently Mm -hmm. Um, let's go ahead and let's turn this conversation a little awkward. How do you feel about the fact that Scotty Beeman is Joe Budden's new co-host, and that used to be your job, and that you and Scotty are, you know, were were you know on Hot ninety seven, and you know, I mean, what's what's up? Give me your feelings. Give me your thoughts. People want to know. She's a revolt personality, and they're both in New York, and they've been friends too. So it's not really like, uh. I don't know. I, I feel like people keep. I, I just got an app before we even started recording. Like, damn, that's fucked up. Why didn't you use Marissa? I'm like, I'm I'm not in New York. Like, that's not. I wouldn't. But if you were in New York, I don't feel like he would have used you. I don't think so either. But I think a big part of that was revolt as well. Um, I mean, him and I, our relationship is interesting. Um, but revolt, that whole thing was probably more interesting. So with them. I was brought in by somebody who this last year in May was familiar with my work, a fan of my work, as far as like, not like a literal fan, but like, liked what I did and, and my talent as far as hosting and things like that. Um, right. Had been, you know, him and I had had a relationship for years when he was previously at Ciroc. He had used me as a Ciroc influencer. So we had a relationship that went back and he fucked with me. Um, when he brought me in, he was overseeing the digital department at Revolt. And was like, all right, look, like digital is not the television department, but I'm gonna give you this digital check. You could do the social media shit, and I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna get you on that screen one way or the other. We're gonna figure it the fuck out. I'm gonna get you in the building and we're gonna work this shit together. And I was like, you're a fucking real one for that shit, you know? So that was how I started at Revolt. But it's kind of like the same way 
when an A&R signs you to a label, that A&R is the fan of yours. And his job is kind of like make everyone else at his label a fan of yours too. Um, right. And if that A&R gets let go and no one else at the label cared about you, you're going to fucking end up shelved. Like that's the sad reality of shit or let go too. Um, right. So that kind of ended up being my situation. But for the first eight, nine months that I'm there, it was lit. They had me doing, you know, when you saw me do the day and night festival and rolling loud and, um, puff new year's eve party like those are big fucking things and that was all because my boss fought for me and he had to literally fight for me because there was people there that were like older they're not there anymore either misogynistic fucking pricks and they were like especially for the new year's eve thing tried to be like oh doesn't marissa have like a shoddy reputation and he's the same person that he had sent like a media takeout link of like some bullshit article about me like some sex shit or whatever had tried to send that to because he was in the new york office tried to send that to the la office like look what marissa did or whatever and everyone in the la office was like marissa's very open and honest about who she is and what's true and what's not like you didn't just discover something asshole (laughs) and so he kind of let it go but um my boss kept it a buck with me on new year's eve and was like yo they pushing back trying to say this like you know, ho shit. And he's like, but I'm fucking fighting for you. Like you're dope as fuck. You know what the fuck you're doing. And you and Joe Budden need to be like, you know, in a building together. You know what I'm saying? Like this was when they were just starting to have those Joe Budden talks. And ultimately my boss won and got me up there and it was lit. Unfortunately, he was let go at the top of the year. So like shortly after that New Year's Eve shit, once he was gone, I was a dub. You'll right. notice and revolt revolt fired like 70% of their staff. Yeah, but but so that would but this is January when they just let him go from January to May. You could go look, I didn't do nothing for revolt. They had festivals, they didn't send me to shit. They didn't have me host nothing. They're developing shows. No one's asking me to be a part of nothing like they did not. Like no one was and and it's like my whole life, Franny, like I've always caught the stray bullets from other people's beefs. And I'll never understand why. And like, it's never like one of those scenarios where I could understand why the other person didn't fuck with me in the beef because I was like talking about them to try to defend like the person I'm closer with or whatever. I I always just kind of remain neutral. I just don't put my my nose in it because I don't want to be caught up in no one else's bullshit. Um, What what I'm trying, oh, so basically my boss had beef with the the misogynistic dude that I'm talking about specifically. Uh And so I kind of felt like I caught that straight bullet because that dude years ago brought me in a revolt trying to like figure out a way I could like write for them or something. And we just kind of like never figured it out and just kind of like let it fall by the wayside. But that dude knew who I was for years, fucked with me, everything follows me on social media. But now that I'm in the building, now now I'm this, now you don't fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? Like right. I really caught that right. straight bullet, I do believe. And it just kind of trickled down and me as an introvert and as like a fucking weirdo, like, you know how I get like, I'll be times where I'm like, I don't want to see people remember you know me and you will have plans and i'll be like never mind i don't want to hang out or whatever and that's kind of how i'm in an office setting too like in my immediate circle i talk to everybody right there but i don't really like go out my way to talk to people in another department or get to know anyone like i'm just kind of like shy and reserved and in my mind it's like a self-conscious thing i automatically assume everyone hates me so i just never talk it's bizarre um but i think that fucked me up too because no one really knew me besides those immediate people you know what i mean so like Aside from that asshole, it was like a a bunch of factors, like no one else cared. And then, um, yeah, I think that, you know, and then they brought in a new person to kind of help with like developing content and stuff. And I had a meeting with that person almost right before I got let go, actually. 
And that person didn't even know that I host. And that's because my bosses that replaced my, my boss that got fired, um, they were fucking dumbass yes men that didn't do shit. One of them actually got fired for sexual harassment recently. So that's how like, <laughs> that's how fucked up their situation was. Um, but they didn't, you know, it go to go out their way to explain anything about their team, not saying, you know, oh, Marissa's a host, by the way. She also has a book and she like, they didn't say none of that shit. They didn't do any of that. So when I had the meeting with this person, I'm like, by the way, I host and, you know, you guys have been bringing in Joe Budden, like, just so you know, like, I'm actually like his former co-host and things like that and or whatever. And this person was like, oh, you know, someone did mention that and you were my first person in mind for, you know, what well, we need a co-host for him, but, you know, you'd have to be in New York and we couldn't have you hosting anyway because you're on payroll here as a full-time employee staff. So it just wouldn't make sense. I'd have to let you go if I used you as a host. And I was like, oh, okay, well, don't do that because I, I need this paycheck. But, you know, figure it out eventually. Cool. And even that conversation right there, I'm like, if they really wanted to use me, they'd figure it out. There's never a complete roadblock if I'm doing digital and you also want me to host. Like, you could have figured that shit out. You know what I mean? And then I got let go a week later. And, ha- you know, now I'm not there. I could host all day. Have they called me? Of course right. not. <laughs> so, now you got all the time in the fucking yeah. world. <laughs> so um, I think I think it's more than – and, like, I, you know, I was being told by people over there, like – they were literally scraping the internet up until like a few weeks ago, trying to like trying to find co-hosts for him, like trying to get that shit together. And, you know, I'm like, and no one called me at all. OK, you know, like it's, it's just interesting um, on the revolt side. I don't know about the Joe side, but that is what it is. So that's my look. on Man, it. that's that's man. I just I just wanted to know, because, you know, I feel like I feel like Joe. I don't think it was a revolt thing. I think Joe just likes to have drama in his storylines. I feel like Joe wants drama, and and this creates a little bit of drama. Not a lot, but enough to like be spoken on, enough to be spoken about. Oh well, you know what? She used to work at High ninety seven. She used to work at, with Marissa. Let me let's put her on the show. I'm not saying that it's going to cause any drama. That's anything crazy, but it it might. I mean. If that's his thought process, cool. But I feel like Joe Budden is a is a messy bitch. That's 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 just me. Like you know what I'm saying. Like in in his in his heart of hearts. Like like I've always felt like he was hella sensitive. I feel like because he blocked me a long time ago. Like you know because he just always was in his feelings. I'm like my nigga. Don't you get tired of being in your feelings, my nigga? Like don't you get tired of like doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Like, you know what I mean? So like Joe just, he just, to me is like one of them niggas like, okay, so story time. So I walk into the strip club. Um, this is something, if you guys have been listening, then, you know, you remember that we all went to the strip club after Marissa's birthday. And so I walk into the strip club and I see Joe Budden sitting right there. I've never seen this guy in my life. I just know you blocked me and that's cool. Whatever. So he happens to be with a friend of mine. Not going to say who he's with because they got a baby mama and they doing their thing. So he was with somebody that I know. The person that I know jumps up and says, oh, friend, what's up? I'm like, hey, what's popping? Like, we talking or whatever, blah, blah, blah. She's like, oh, hey, friend, this is Joe. And I'm like, I obviously know who you are, my nigga. So I'm like, hey, what's going on, bro? And he doesn't even look at me. Hmm. Like, you know what I mean? And and then and then I had then I had to walk up on him and like almost like tower over him and say, Hey, what's going on, bro? 
And then he was like, then he was like, oh, oh, what's up? And put his hand out. I'm like, see, it's niggas like you that I slap because you disrespectful. And like shit like that, that's who you are. And all you could put any little, you could put any little thing you want to put out there in the world about how you a good this and you did not, nah, man. The way that people treat people when the cameras ain't around, that's who they are. Mm. So for me, I don't, I don't fuck with, I don't fuck with dude. I, I, I think that everything he's doing, and you know his new podcast, his new show, man, more power to you, man. I love seeing black people just succeed and and go far and all that. But from a personal stance, I think he, a, I think he a hoe. Like I think he a hoe ass nigga. And you know, and I said to his face, like, hey, man, I just think you a hoe ass nigga, honestly. Like you know what I'm saying, like, and you and you get off on it. You know what I mean? And you get off on fucking over bitches. You get off on dating chicks and and. And putting them through shit and doing it for the cameras. I'm like, it's, it's all whole shit. So um, I think that, yes, I do think that there was some calculation in the fact that the Scotty Beeman hire happened. Now, I'm cool with both of y'all. I'm cool with Scotty. I'm cool with you. And you know, and I, I'm glad Scotty is getting an opportunity to, to continue to to further her brand. Right. But if we're saying that that, that wasn't calculated by Joe Budden, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's possible, but I think if I put energy into feeling like that, it's gonna make me crazy, and I just don't. Have, I totally. I don't agree. have the patience to be in that space, or that I don't have the headspace to allot it to that. Um, it's already. It's never not gonna really be a sensitive topic for me. I don't think the whole situation. Um, yeah, you know, and then I'm like, oh, dope, cool. Let me just watch you guys get like a big ass bag from Spotify. That's cool. You know what I mean? Like. Nice. Yeah. And I guess because there's so much hype around it, I've been getting a DM, a tweet, or a comment like at least once an hour from someone like, Why aren't you on the Joe Budden show anymore? What's going on with you and Joe Budden? What happened? Like, I got a fucking text at 3 30 in the morning from a homegirl that I know in LA the other day talking about, Oh my God, why did Joe fire you? And I hit her back when I woke up at like nine. I'm like, Why the fuck was that what you were thinking about at nine o'clock in the fuck? I mean, I'm sorry, at 3 30 in the fucking morning. And she's like, You got to watch Breakfast Club. You didn't see it? Like, he's, I'm like, yeah, I fucking saw it. Like, you think I didn't hear about it? Like, of course. I, I know he mentioned, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, uh, and I think I've either, I don't know if I've used the analogy on here, but I use it all the time in my personal life. Like, it's like you break up with somebody and now you're watching them flourish with like someone new and doing all the shit that you wanted them to do with you. They're doing with the new bitch. And it's like all your friends are still friends with them. And so like you're just watching it all over social all the time. And it's like, it's right. like even like, even though you're over it in the actual physical pain sense of it, or I don't know if it's physical pain, but whatever, you know, in the pain sense of the actual breakup, like you're over that. But because you're still single, you're still like at least a little bitter, like, damn it, I want to be in a relationship too. Not with them, but at least with somebody, you know what I mean? Like, is right. is that feeling? It's exactly that feeling. Like, I don't necessarily, I don't want to be on his podcast. I don't want to be on his show, but I I want a show. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm like, and I don't want right. to be reminded every fucking day of like, you know, and it, it's just like. It's a lot. It's been a lot to deal with. I'm, I'm not even gonna like try to front and act like I haven't even paid attention. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it's right. it's it's been rough for me, and I don't know. Like today, I was just in a fucking fucking mood. Like I was just you know, and I had a conversation with somebody pretty big yesterday um, in in that world, and a very close friend of mine. And he was just like, he was like, you know, I've always championed like your personality, the duality of 
you being like a really fucking good ass worker and like a hard worker and know your hip hop shit like for real and also being like just superly sexually liberated and like not giving a flying fuck he was like you know I've always championed that I've always been behind that and I think that's what makes you you he was like but maybe for right now you gotta just clean your shit up and be super corporate for a little while and I was like fuck like to hear him say it the one somebody that really has been behind me was just like ouch like okay so just be fake me like i don't even know how to not be that person i mean essentially essentially i mean i think i think i i struggle with that sometimes because you know like i just don't like fake shit but the problem is is that you're you're essentially like imagine imagine trying to you know I don't even have a good analogy for it. It's like it's it's just it's just trying to continue to be real in a room full of fake people. You just stick out, yeah. and you and and you and, and the problem is is you don't stick out in a good way. You know, people. You know, if you're somebody who comes into a room and says, "This is what's wrong with everybody," like people are gonna want you to get out of the room. They're gonna want to keep you right. out because they don't they don't want to be pointed at. They don't want people to know their flaws. They don't want people to know that they're doing cat shit and doing bullshit. So when you're one of those people who says, hey, nah, man, this ain't cool. They're going to say, hey, man, who the fuck is that, man? He's trying to fuck our our program up. Yeah. Like, get him the fuck out of here. And so you end up up being blackballed. Now, now where your situation is a little different is, is I feel like there are just people who don't fuck with the fact that one like you said you're sexually liberated personally i fuck with that that's why I, that's why i fuck with you and like literally there's somebody that that i know who like listens to the show now like she's always like hey send me the podcast i want to listen this week and so she and she every time she's listening to it she'll text me she'll be like hey yo friend i love you but marissa's my favorite she does not give a fuck she does not care i fuck with her so tough she does she she will she says it all like fuck it and so there are people who do fuck with that but the problem is is that when you're getting up into these higher higher echelons of 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 business everybody is just scared. they are everybody it's, it's literally is. that they're scared and like you yeah. know and so i think i i honestly think that comment from him yesterday has really what has me like stirring today and like really just trying to like analyze like well then who almost like a identity crisis like well then who am I and you know but I'm not just all about sex like you know I I wanted to say earlier like this episode probably is my favorite episode in a long fucking time like we're really talking about like music shit you know what I mean and like I I don't always care about shit that's going on in music but like I know my shit and I really enjoyed being able to, and that's why I wanted to do this with you, you know, no, no disrespect right. to Joyce, but you know what I mean? Like I really wanted to like talk some real rap shit with you and right. like doing this, this episode just almost like almost reminded me like, no bitch, you're not just all about sex. Like you, you can have nah. these conversations too. Like this is cause like, I'm not going to front all day. I've been like, well, maybe, maybe it's me. Like, maybe I'm just not that good at hosting or maybe I'm not that good at interview or maybe, you know, like more than this is, I've been, I've been going through it. Going through it. Yeah. Just, yeah having one of those days. <laughs> just in all different facets. Cause like everyone keeps being like, you know, I keep seeing the comments like, why didn't you use Marissa on the show? And I'm like, maybe it's not even a personal thing. Maybe he literally doesn't think I'm good enough. You know what I'm saying? Like it could, it could mm-hmm. be as simple as that. And like, it's almost cocky to not consider that. Like no why has no one else considered that you know what i mean like it's 
But you also, but you also have to understand too, is that is that with men and women, there's always going to be that like that power struggle where you have to understand once again. Sorry, you guys can send this to anybody. I don't care. His whole his wholeness comes out, and I I do believe that because you are a strong personality. Like, I don't really listen to the Joe Budden podcast that much. I've listened to it a little bit. But, like, who who are the two? It's Rory and who else? Maul. Maul. So, if you notice, they take a, they take a very big backseat to, to Joe. I haven't like, listened since I've left, so I have no gotcha. idea. Okay, cool. So, 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 they take a very, very big backseat to Joe. Like, literally, it's pretty much just a Joe monologue, and then they just kind of chime in every blue moon, right? So... And so I do think that a lot of times it takes a very secure person to allow growth around them. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is, is like, okay, the bigger this podcast gets, okay, the bigger Marissa gets. Yeah. Well, I don't really want Marissa to get big because I don't really fuck with Marissa like that. I fuck with Marissa for what I need her for, but, you know, I don't know if I really want her to get big because- then she can just leave and just dip and just, nah, I'm not fucking with that. So we're going to get rid of Marissa now. You know what I'm saying? And so, and, and you, it, those types of like undertones, I don't fuck with because it's like, if you guys have this great show, everything's fine. What's the problem? Right. Like, what's the problem? Like, is it because the, the female fans are starting to hear an adverse, you know, um, opinion on on things from someone who is sexually liberated and somebody who doesn't give a fuck somebody who doesn't bow to the things that you say and and just think that you're correct all the time like nah i don't think a lot of shit that joe button says is correct i'll be like yo that's some that's some stupid shit you just said but then there is a lot of stuff that he does say that i agree with but like when you have a an, an adverse voice in the room it does start to muffle the sound and i think that he's one of those people who can't stand for his voice to become muffled yeah you know i think mean? i was um I think the best way to put it, I was equally as polarizing as him. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and he can't have that on his right. show. Um, I've considered that theory a lot too, but again, I feel like the more energy I put into like diving into it and talking about it, it just like right. eats me. You know, again, like it, it's definitely a super sore subject, and I want it to not be. You know, like and. There's been periods where it wasn't, but it's like only me would get fired from something and then it goes on to be like the biggest thing on the planet. And I'm like, I damn near, you know, I used to always like, thank God, because I'm, I'm just like a sensitive person all around. And when right. I broke up with my ex um, years ago in 2013, I like to this day, I'm still thankful. Like he kind of like almost damn near went off the grid and like didn't pop up the next week with a girlfriend didn't like run into any of my right. friends ever again like we just lived like it's as if it's as if he never existed in my world and it was like right. I mean I still was sad for a while but it was the simplest breakup in that sense where like it just went away and it never was like an issue again this is like it never went away it just got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and um yeah it's just been like but well, I feel like I feel like as people we fight with keeping those negative thoughts out of our head. Of course. You know, especially when especially when you 
I mean, even I mean, even look at look at my situation. So like, so even in my situation, and and this is guys, this is a little background information about me. So, um, working in music management, you know, I worked with an artist where, where they will they will remain nameless. Um, and now, right before I started working with them, I worked with another artist who is very big right now, and and the the artist that I worked with before this this one artist. Me and me and that person are still good friends. We're still cool, but they um were like, "Nah, you you can't you can't like kind of like leave me back here and be working with with them." And I'm like, oh, "You know, I I can't be mad at you." But the person that I was working with, who I kind of left them for, it was booming. It was popping. Yeah. It was going, it was rolling, like you know, it was and it was it was rolling fast, like and I just I didn't know how to juggle both of them, right, you know what yeah. I mean? And so and so the other person, they just said, Cool, you know, do your thing, it's all good. I, I get it. You know, they they fuck with they fuck with each other, like it's not like no weird shit. But um, but then me and the person that I work with, we end up falling mm-hmm. out. And the person who I stopped working with ends up blowing up and I'm like yo like I sh- like and it, and it, and it's just and me and the person who I worked with we're we're on bad terms now like we're not cool yeah. and it's like damn like I like I like literally like stops now and you got to sit back and right that it's shit. like it's I, and I have to sit back and I have to watch both yep. of them which one is not really doing too much so it's not really like a big thing but like the other one is like I'm like damn bro like damn I don't even you I know it's, it's like, like I know who that other one is I'll, I'll tell you yeah. offline. Um, oh no no no! I'm gonna I'm I'm text. I'm gonna text yeah. it to you right now. So like so the the my so my thing is it's just trying to just be in a good place with me and you know who who I am and my my things that I do well. You know what I mean? Because it's you know there's the you know what happens. So when I stopped working with with the one artist, um, the first one. The first one. No, 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 no. The second. No, no, no. The second one. When I stopped working with the second one, because that the first one we're still cool. So it's it's one of those situations where I try to keep any type of like negative thoughts out of my mind. Like you know, like I'm not trying to, you know, sit back and say, ah, oh, ah. Oh. It's like nah. Like you know, like this is just what God had in store for me. And I had a really great conversation with someone, with my homeboy. He's a, he's a, he's an executive at, at, at one of the major labels. And, you know, and after everything happened, you know, he was just like, look, man, every great manager, every great music person loses their first one. That's a fucking fact, Jack. <laughs> Period. Yeah. He's like, don't, he's like, do, do not let it get you down. He, like you guys had a great run. You guys, you know, you 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 were able to put them in a place that I don't think anybody else would have been able to put them in coming from the places that you guys come from, right? So, you know, and and he was just like, yo, like everybody loses their their first one. It, that's just how yeah. it works. And the next the, the 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 thing you have to do is is you have to get back on the horse and you got to do it again. And then when you do it again, now it's like, okay, see, it wasn't a one, right. it wasn't a, really a one, do this shit. it wasn't a shot yeah. in the dark. Yeah, it, it wasn't a shot in the dark. You know what I mean? It was it was it was it was real. So so you know, so I tried not to I try not to worry about that too much now and 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 moving that your way is just like, look, it I wasn't only polarizing because I was standing next mm-hmm. to him. I'm polarizing in my own right. Yeah. <laughs> period. 
You know what I mean? So that that's what I think about when I think about just your situation and just and just everyone, you know, in general. Like, don't allow things that other people are doing to determine the things that you're going to do. Absolutely, and know? it's definitely about like you know, and I and I keep. I keep getting in my feelings and then taking a step back. Like, bitch, you're not the first person that's gone through this. You're not going to be the last person. Like, this is, right. you know, I'm like, you don't think that there's rappers that start the same time as another rapper and then that rapper fucking takes off and then the other one is, you Two know chains. what I'm saying? Like, all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, and then like, Kendrick. right. And like, even like a smaller scale of like, you don't think that there was a bitch that had a public boyfriend and got publicly left and had to publicly watch her ex-boyfriend go do shit. Like, fucking Iggy Azalea had to sit through this shit, watch her ex have right. a whole fucking baby on her. I can't imagine that pain and publicly while also being made fun of for it the whole time. And like, yeah, I get a troll every now and again too. That's like, aha, bitch, I bet you so mad you missed out on that Spotify bag, shit like that. Like, yes, I am mad. Yes, yes, I am. Thank you. Like, right. would you not right. be? And, but like- I would like that yes. money in my pocket like, right now. You, yes, you I would. You make it fun of me like as if I chose to leave the show. Then maybe- high key you could you could fucking make fun of me you know what i'm saying like well see and the the thing that the thing that the thing that i enjoy about internet trolls is is that understand that you are the troll and we are the person that we are the people who are doing things that allow you to Mm -hmm. to troll you even know who i I am to troll and care enough to troll exactly because i don't know you i don't i never would know you i'm sorry i don't i don't come to to back alley fucking Virginia, you know, and and find out who you are. I'm not. I'm never gonna walk into that bar that you go to every other night. I'm never gonna come play, you know, play whatever dark game that you be playing, eating peanuts. Like you literally are here to troll people who matter, and you know what I'm saying. And 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 you matter. But my thing is, is that if you're not here to like put good energy out, and you're only here to 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 negatively, you know interact with people it it says so much about where you are in your life and it says so much about how you are feeling like you know you're not you you know you ain't worth shit because it's because you're now saying well i want everybody else to feel like how i feel motherfucker if you don't get your ass up and go do something yeah my um my my old boo that i don't fucking like right now like but he did tell me one good thing in regards to that shit like he was just like you you decide how you let them make you feel type shit. Like you right. choose to be happy. You choose to let their comment get to you for no fucking reason. You know what I'm saying? So he was like, right. choose to be above that. And he was like, you know, it's hard sometimes, but literally like consider they are home in their mom's basement, just angry, wanting to spread their negative energy. They don't really care. And I'm like, okay, that's right. That's right. That's right. Oh, and, and, and social media has made it way worse because honestly, now that now that the Shade Room and Baller Alert and all these different blogs, now that they post clapbacks, right. now it's making people exactly. come up with, like, they're, they they're coming up with crazy yeah. shit. Yeah, they're like, look, I want, look, I want to be posted on Shade Room, so I'm going to say the most out-of-pocket, out yep. yeah, I'm about to say the most out-of-pocket, fuck your mom, ah nut on her mouth like uh, they're gonna say the most out-of-pocket shit just to get someone to respond because they know that that little five minutes of fame is you know even when you see it with tweets now like i actually okay the the thing on twitter is actually kind of cool because like they don't you they don't use it in a negative way like you'll see you'll see a tweet go viral and then underneath the tweet you know you'll see them 
post something like, hey, you know, while you guys are here, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Right. Blah, 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 blah. I fuck with that because they didn't use anyone. Facts. To, to get, to, yeah. To get <laughs> yeah, to get that yeah. attention. You know what I mean? He just said something witty. And that's why I always tell people, man, if I had to get rid of one, if I had to get rid of all my social media and I can only keep one, it would be Twitter. Because Twitter, you actually have to have a yes, personality. Facts. You know what I mean? And Instagram, you can literally just be cute and get a million followers. But you know what's crazy is that if you look at all those chicks who have a million followers on Instagram, they all have like 2,000 on Twitter. Facts. Like like nothing. They all and have they like get 2, like one retweet per tweet and shit like right. that. Because they're all they're all fucking dumb right. as rocks. Any any picture that they post that is that they're not like looking super hot in, they have super low engagement. Like people don't right. really give a fuck about them. They just like their body. Period. Because we're literally, I'm literally just here to look right. at your tits. So like, so literally, why are you? Why are you taking a picture from the face yes. up? Yeah, I'm not like not here. So I don't want to. I don't want to see your little like, cousin you and your fucking aunt. I right. Don't give a fuck. Right. Yeah. But yeah, right. I mean, I'm not. I'm not here for. I'm not here for. You know, your, substance. yeah, your family reunions. Don't care. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. But don't yeah. Care. So I mean, like, definitely try not to let the trolls get to me. But it's just crazy because Joe Biden fans are like the ultimate trolls. And it's like a lot, but to go back to what I was talking about with, you know, what my friend said to me last night about maybe cleaning it up, like when I was like really just, you know, racking my brain today and like, I thought about it too. I'm like, me and Amber have had a conversation not that long ago. And she's like, you know, Marissa, like when I started my slut walk and I'm like, let's get the big brands. People told me that I was fucking crazy. Like no major corporation is going to put their name behind something like that and she has fucking coca-cola citibank reebok like they're all proud and loud sponsors of the slut walk um so that kind of i mean but again i mean i'm not and i'm not amber rose but it it does remind me that like you you can make a way being like true to yourself but you know what i'm saying like it's not like i don't have to just button up completely and just be whatever Right. Well, well, this is the thing is that controversy sells. So people aren't afraid of controversy. They're afraid of being on the wrong side Absolutely. of controversy. I.e. Colin Kaepernick in mm-hmm. Nike. That is controversy. But that is controversy that Nike is not running from because they know that at the end of the day, they're going to be on the right side right. of the controversy. So they're not afraid of it. They're not afraid to continue to endorse Colin Kaepernick, endorse what he stands for, endorse the movement, endorse all these things that have to do with him, whereas the rest of the country would want you to believe that they are doing something wrong when they're not. So the same thing kind of goes with the slut walk, where it's like, look, if you really look into this and really go through go through the fine print, this is we're on the right side right. of history yeah. with this. Like you're you're literally telling women that they can be who they want to be, when they want to be it. You don't, they don't have to wait in line for someone. They don't have to wait for a man. You can do this on your own. And so historically, in, in, in history, I think some of these corporations are starting to understand that, okay, their controversy is one thing, but being on the right side of that controversy is what really tells the story and makes people, one, either continue to love, be loyal to your brand, or, you know, and a lot of times become even more Absolutely. loyal. Like, it's, yeah. You know? Um, that's such a dope ass way to look at that shit. And like, but then it also goes back to too, like, I'm not, I don't sit here and talk about sex all day, every day. And I've never once in my entire life sat here and been like, I fucked 
uh, little Yachty. You know what I mean? Like I, I've never been that person, by the way, definitely never has sex with little Yachty. Um, 75% of our convos are definitely about sex though. Marissa. No, no, no. Of course. Offline. Yes. Offline. Offline. Yes. Because especially because I've been living my <laughs> best life, but I was like, right. you know, when I was dating my ex-boyfriend, like, and I was a personality then not that definitely didn't have like the biggest platforms, but I was a blogger then and still had platforms to be me on. I was always like, uh, how you put it? Like, pro women and pro open women and stuff like that but like i didn't even have much to talk about it was just me and my man do <laughs> you know what i mean like so it's not like that's been my whole basis of everything and i it's just like i don't know i'm definitely having an identity identity crisis at the moment but i think the right gig's gonna just come along and i'll find my way or something yeah i mean i would tell you don't don't stress it let go let god stay prayed up don't you know don't trip it I'm, I promise you, every time that I feel like things are about to get really crazy, something happens and then it's not yeah. great anymore. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. It's Literally. Just- like, 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 life, like life is crazy for you and then Drake comes out and start from the bottom and goes eight Bruh, times. Right? Yeah. Now, now, now life's not as crazy anymore. It's, it's still crazy, but now there's a little pillow underneath the part that's I mean, crazy. Like- you know In 2010, I, mean? I was a year out of my Hot 97 internship and, like, didn't really have anything, like, going on. And, like, two years removed from when I was French Montana's assistant, a year removed when I had to stop being his assistant because I had to get a full-time job because I had life to take care of. Um, you know, having done Nikki's press run that we spoke about, all these things I had done and now it's right. summer 2010 and I'm working in this bullshit-ass IT job and I'm like, I, I paid all my dues. I did free internships. I did all this free labor and like, I'm still nowhere in the music. And I was like going into like a dark ass place. And, um, I was like fucking applying to grad schools in Miami. Like I was just like, I don't even know what the fuck I want to do. I'm going to just try to figure it out. And I went up to New York city. Um, I lived in Jersey at the time. Obviously I went to New York city to like, my girl wanted me to go to some dumbass fashion show or some shit with her. And we got there right. too early and we were right by Hot 97. I was like, well, let's just go fucking say hi. Fuck it. And she was like, all right, cool. And we walked up in there and Flex just had started his website that week and was like, oh, shit. Yo, you want to work for me? Come come on Monday. Be here at 7 p.m. Like, I'll, I'll pay you everything. I'm like, what? And that literally changed. Like, that moment right there changed everything. Like, everything. And so it's like moments like that kind of have happened, you know, even... um damn, there was something else that happened too. Oh, even when I moved here last year and I was here for three months and by the time it was February, March, April, by the time April came around and I had no job yet, but I was stressing. I was crying every day. Mike couldn't get me to leave the fucking crib. Like I was, I was (laughs) like, I fucked up. I fucked up. I should not have come to, to LA. I don't know what the fuck to do. And I was literally like three interviews into some bullshit insurance office down the street from my crib in Encino and randomly went to an event where a couple revolt people were and my girlfriend that was like helping them find people and she's like oh shit Marissa revolt needs somebody why didn't I fucking think of that before like do it and then she's like you know I'll set up a meeting and when I went to the meeting it ended up being like I said the boss that hired me who who ended up knowing me from previous shit and was like oh shit Marissa bruh here's a job right here right now start Monday you know what I mean like 
that simple. And that was like, I hadn't even thought of revolt, you know, like it was completely like not even a thought in my mind. And then it, all of a sudden it just came and it was like the greatest possible first job to have when I got here, you know? So definitely agree. Like, should it be crazy? And then it's just like, not, <laughs> but in the heat of the moment, which I'm currently in, it's very frustrating. And it's frustrating when it's like, you know, everyone's so proud of them. And it's, yay, oh my gosh, you're just a mogul. And I'm just like, and I'm like, okay. And you know, I'm just trucking. And it's almost like, I almost feel embarrassed. Like, I'm like, I hope people don't pity me. I hope people don't be like, I mean, like, even you brought it up too. You're like, damn, how do you feel about Scotty? You know what I mean? Like, I hate that other people are thinking that too. And I, well, you know what, but you know what, let me, let me say something like the thing, the thing that, that you have to, and this is what I had to do. This is where I found a lot of peace and, you know, and, and because you do, you, you, you watch, you watch moments slip through your Mm -hmm. fingers and, and, you know, and and it fucks with you. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of people who can't get over it. A lot of people who fall into very dark places and they never get out of those places. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, but my thing is, is that, is that everyone has a season. Facts. And a lot, and a lot of times some of these things are preparing you for your season. And, 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 you know, like there are things that I understand now, mm-hmm. like I wasn't ready for, for a huge, I wasn't ready for a huge artist. Yeah back then i wasn't ready i wasn't like because it, it was whether whether it happened then or if it happened six months later like if that was gonna happen because i needed to understand you know there's there's things that i'm more humble about now i needed to understand humility a lot better i needed to understand treating people that in my life better even though things are crazy not letting that be the excuse for why i'm not being a certain way with people who mean the most to me like you know there was just so many things being able to to have a family being able to still have a girlfriend being able to still do all these things simultaneously while still going after the things that I want and then and then also making understanding what are the things that I actually need as opposed to the things that I want right and so and so like I said it's it's one of those things where you really have to kind of step back and say okay you know what even though that that did slip through my hands, that doesn't necessarily mean that nothing else is going to be put right. in my hands. I, I just have to be ready for the for my next for my next season. And I agree you with that I mean? too. I think that you know, with me, I was oversharing more than I would have liked to, which is why I was on the media takeouts and the fucking right. forums and stuff like that. And and I wasn't I wasn't sure. I think it just happened out of the blue. I went from like. Obviously, I've always wanted to be a personality, but I come Mm. from like the old school, you know, you grind for years, 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 and then like you get your shot. Like I almost was like, I was still in grind mode in my brain. Like I didn't expect a shot. You know what I mean? And and I wasn't like preparing for it. And then it just came out of nowhere, this platform with Joe and simultaneously, you know, Ebro in the morning started having me up there. Like literally that happened at the same exact time. And so now I had two platforms and I was just like, whoa, I didn't even have time to kind of like be like, who am I? What do I stand for? Is is this, you know, I kind of just went with it, which is, it was good too. That's organic. That was like just naturally it. And in my personal life, I knew that like, I always got such a great reaction from people when I would tell them the crazy stories that 
I live because they're all real. (laughs) And so I'm like, you know, I enjoy making people laugh and I don't think there's anything wrong with what I say. I'm not, I'm not fucking anyone's husband. I'm not cheating on my boyfriend. I'm not doing anything bad. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing wrong. And, um, I kind of just went with that, but I don't think I, uh, I don't know. I think there was a better way to do it or I don't know. I think I kind of had to go through all that to learn what to do, what not to do type of shit. Right. And you know what? And, and I, and I, and I had to, you know, the thing that I had to learn was I had to learn that nothing is bigger than my like happiness or like being okay. So like, even now, you know, like the 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 chick who you know I, like the most recent chick that I that I talked to you know she we had like a whole conversation about like you know what what did you think of me back then you know she was like well I just thought you was like a fake ass internet wow. and I'm like what for real she's like yeah I mean like you know you just had this whole like separate life essentially that you didn't yeah. you know like and I, I she you know she's like I just felt like everybody over there was fake so you know so she's like I don't feel like that now you know I feel like you know you're you're like this amazing person or whatever right so but it's 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 also because because of the time that I have now you know and obviously I'm still on the go but definitely have more time than I did then it's like now you know I make it a point to like work out and to and to do all these different things, you know, make sure that like I'm pulling up with my partners and, you know, going to birthday parties and going like, I'm like, oh, okay, you know what? Like m- my happiness has to come yeah. first before anything, before a career, before money, before all that stuff. Because when you start to, to put all that stuff to the side, if you lose that thing that you're putting into the side for now, right, what do you have? Right. Nothing. Nothing. You know what I mean? You have nobody there supporting you. You have nobody there around. So it's like now I'm like, oh, when if this ever happens again, like if I ever get into this position of when you know, not right. If when right, when when I'm when I'm back in a in a certain position of of like that, I know that I know the things that I won't sacrifice. I know there are things that I'm like, no, I'm not going to sacrifice this. Like I'm not like this is just either either this is either this comes with it (laughs) or this is not something that I can be a part of. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, you have to find that place that you can be happy in right now. Don't, it, you shouldn't have to be successful to be happy because really success is, is, is determined by your own, you know, what you, how you feel about it. You know, there are people right now every day waking up, going and working at McDonald's, coming home to a, to a family of four wife. And he is happier right. than probably 90% of the people I and know. It's so funny that you say that you know because I mean? My girlfriend and I were having like a really long conversation last night just about like what makes us happy and kind of like, you know, I was, I was telling her like, I really can't wait to like go to therapy and like, you know, cause obviously if I'm not working now, like I'm using my money to like make sure everything else is paid for and, you know, do this, do that, whatever. But right. I'm like, you know, therapy, I want to, I want to drop a nice check on like a fire ass therapist or whatever. And I've talked about this in length on this show before. Like I know a lot of my issues stem from my issues with my parents growing up. And right. I was just telling her like, you know, I find that, and like, and I feel guilty that I almost like point a finger like you didn't love me the way I wanted to be loved because like by by all intents and purposes like both of my parents were always in my life did everything for me oh still do everything you know what I mean like they were there but Mm -hmm. it was just a level of attention that I didn't get that I was telling her last night I was like I think I look for that 
obviously in dudes. And then I was like, I was like, but then I get confused. I'm like, do I want to be a personality just because I want attention from other people or do I really like it? Is it something I actually want to do, but I also want attention because people can legitimately want to be famous just because they want to. It doesn't mean there's something wrong or it's like an ulterior motive. That is just something that they fucking enjoy. Like Leo's enjoy attention. I'm a Leo. Like it, it just go, a lot of Leo's are in the entertainment business, but I say all that to say, like, literally I just like, and this all came after dude said that the whole of like, you know, maybe you should button it up a little. And like, it just contributed to my full break, like mental, like, who am I? <laughs> like, what do I want? Why do I want it? Like, I'm very well aware and like probably more so now than ever. Like I've always been in control of like, dealing with dudes I've never like let anyone take advantage of me just because I wanted the attention or something like that like I've always controlled that narrative but I do believe that I enjoy it so much because I just want the attention even if briefly from them you know what I mean and I I feel like I've only kind of realized that recently because I've always been like no I'm choosing to fuck them they're not coming after me because I'm just some fatherless harlot you know what I mean like I'm going to them because I want to fuck them and I fuck them and I like it. And then I move on and I'm not sad about them and I don't miss them. But I think there's something in that of like, I operate in that space for a reason. Like, I don't know. I think there's a lot going on up there and, and it makes me very thankful for this period because I'm like, cool, this is an issue I do want to bring up to a therapist. And that's an issue I want to bring up. Like, I want to work through all this shit because I do know when I'm in happier periods, all of a sudden, I don't think about none of this stuff. You know what I mean? And that's just because right. you're preoccupied right. with, oh, cool, I'm on a popping podcast or I'm on, you know, I'm hosting Revolt New Year's Eve. Like, shit's lit. I just put out a book. Just da 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 And you kind of ignore all the other shit because you don't really have, you don't have to give it energy. But it's there. And I think, you know, we were like, we were getting deep with that shit last night. We were just talking about how, like, you know, we're going to end up passing that shit off to our kids if we don't, like, fix that shit. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm kind of, like, super thankful for this period regardless because I'm like, I know regardless of if shit gets lit tomorrow, I have to remember how important it is that I go fix all these underlying issues because no matter how lit shit gets, I'm still going to be that person that's looking for the attention for some reason. You know what I mean? So Right, right. Yeah, I definitely. No, it's yeah, a lot, man. It is. It's a lot, you know? And these are these are all things that these are all things that we deal with. And 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 see, this here's my thing, man. If you if you were to go back and ask if, I mean, look at look at look at Joe. Yeah. Like you know, like he was a verified IG honey. Mm. Thirty six thirty six months ago. <laughs> like on Love and Hip Hop on drugs um you know completely insane you know and then it just wasn't his season he had to he had to go through some things before things could be put into his hands so i I really implore that to everyone and i say yo like you know even if it's not necessarily going your way you may not have been ready for it you may not have been ready for your moment and you know and and the thing that you have to understand is is that your moment is not gonna it doesn't mm-hmm. come when you want it to it it comes when you when it when it needs to in the words you know I mean? of the so, great french montana it don't happen when you want it it happen when it's supposed to be <laughs> right like and so so that so for me i'm not rushing it for me i'm like hey i'm chilling i'm about to i'm 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 working on becoming the best version of Facts. myself and same <laughs> right and so 
And and that that literally is what I wake up with every day. Like, okay, you know, like, am I, am I doing everything I can do today to be the best version of myself? So that way, whenever this moment does come, I know who's in my corner. I know who was fucking with me. I know who was there. I don't have to look around. Like, I'm good. Like, I know who I got. Like, I know yeah. who I am. So what's popping? What are we doing? Word. And if you and if you if you if you tell me that you're gonna, you know, say something about my dead mom, I'm gonna slap you, period. <laughs> Six nine. Back. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, yes, they have me. So, all right, well, enough enough with the heavy stuff. Um so what what do you think about the fact that Nicki Minaj still still that has Travis Scott's name? That shit was crazy to me. It's like I still don't understand why you're blaming him for Billboard letting him do whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I keep reading different things. Like, some people are saying, like, no, she's just mad because they only, they counted his, but they didn't count hers and something, something. But then there's a Billboard article that says they counted both of them. And, like, if there is some underlying shit, she's just not explaining it to us, apparently, like... What are you specifically mad at him for? Like, right. it, it's there has to be something more I, I, that she's just not properly right. explaining because it it literally doesn't make sense. And even if, even if he did really just want to be number one and he was playing the game, you were playing the game too. So like, why are you so mad? Like, why aren't you just like, fuck it, I lost this game. Next, you know what I mean? Like. I think I think he's so I think Trav, whoever on his team, I you know, David, yo, what's up? Busy, oh, shout Jersey, out Jersey. to you know all the all the homies. Right, Jersey, shout out to all the homies on Trav team. I feel like they are some geniuses because they have not let him yeah, respond. Yeah, and it cause it just makes her yeah. look more crazy. And it makes her look more crazy. And you know, and I think I think that she played her her hand wrong. I think that she she expected him to respond. She expected him to go crazy and and go off the ledge on her. And I think that she expected for everyone to turn her into the victim once he did that. But he never did it. You know what I mean? So I think that she continues to try to bait him to come out and be like, man, fuck that bitch. You know, so people can be like, whoa, like that's a girl, bro. Like that's a woman. You're tripping my nigga. Like you don't too much. Like, and he, and he's not taking the bait. And I think that, you know, like she talked about his child. She talked about his girl. She talked about him. I'm like, yo, like this is all bait, my nigga. Like she wants you to come out and just destroy her. So that way people can be like, oh, Nikki, like, you know, like she didn't deserve that. I mean, yeah, she said something, but she didn't deserve that. Let me go listen to you. That's so fucking real. And she, he he hasn't responded. So now you just look like the bitter old shit. And now she's number five this week on Billboard. By the way, Cardi B is still in the top 10 on Billboard since April when she dropped. She's number 10 this week. Um, but yeah, Nikki hasn't gone up any higher. So, and it's, and not, it's not going to like you know what I mean. So she just kind of has to deal with that. But I mean, the way that she just be going at Trav, I just I'm like, yo, like what, yeah, for what? it's really, really bizarre. And I don't know, I don't know. The whole music industry is fucking losing its mind right now. Every fucking rapper yes. wants to be a personality. Every personality wants to be a fucking rapper. Right. Little Duval got records on the yeah. radio. I'm like, yo, this shit is just like, what's happening? <laughs> Nicki Minaj got a radio show now. I was with somebody the other day, 
that was a rapper that does like media shit now and my friend asked them they're like oh you putting out another record and they were like oh nah I'm gonna try to be on radio and it was just like mind-blowing like radio as a personality or whatever I'm like yo everyone's just like fucking throwing shit at the wall and yoloing it right now <laughs> right no, but like it's I, I almost wanted to be like angry like you didn't come up interning at the radio station but then i'm just like nah bro we're all trying to figure it out like if some shit's gonna work just fucking do it i don't you know well think about how many people are mad at guap right right a fucking kid that threw parties in the bay and did some funny videos and posted selfies on tumblr and now he's like Got a whole ass record deal and shit. <laughs> and he's popping. Like he's doing numbers more than like established artists from his city, you know? Yeah, man. That's, uh, it's, man. Right. Man. Shout out to Guap, though. He just dropped so, his video. For shout out to Guap, man. That's what I'm saying. And that's my little homie, man. We, I remember, I remember him talking to me in the barbershop. This is years ago. This is, four years ago, like five years ago, seen me like, yo, friend, man, like, I'm really going to do something that's going to change the culture. I don't know what it is yet. That's, no, he's a smart fucking gonna, kid, that boy. I'm going to figure it out. And, you know, and so, and, you know, so my thing is, is that he figured it out. Yeah. And I'm, and you know what I mean? And so, and so now he has visibility and he has, you know, you know, the engagement where he can, you know, brands like him. He he gets to do these things. He's doing oh, festivals. Let me tell you he's how Revolt offered and, you know? him the fucking co-host position. Oh, I'm like, wow. bro, I put y'all on to Guap Dad. They were trying to fucking put him on without even like bringing him in for a screen test and shit. And he he turned it down. And he 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 didn't even know me and Joe had like you know any history at all. He just was like not doing the shit or whatever. And then he told me that later. I'm like, right. wow. Like, that's how I know Revolt's not fucking with me. Like, y'all don't even... What? <laughs> like, right. And he's in right. LA, so it ain't... Yeah, we can't do the New York argument. Like, what? 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 <laughs> so... I mean, but you know, Revolt is Revolt is a weird place. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what I've come to find out from my homies that still work there. They're like, hey, man, it's, it's, it's so weird up here. Like, it's not yeah, even funny. Yeah, same. That's the same vibe I get, but I mean, I think the show's gonna do well. Joe is the shit right now. Joe, media Joe is fire, regardless of my feelings about anything. Like he's right. an amazing rap analyst, like amazing. So I'm sure the show's gonna do what it's supposed to fucking do. So right. Revolt needs it because that place is a disaster. <laughs> Man. A, a complete, yeah, and utter disaster. All right. On and that note, I have had to, just, I've had to, I've had to pee for your... the last twenty minutes to the point where my bladder is literally like throbbing. So, so it's doing yes, a little heartbeat on my thing, right side. Um, so we're gonna go. <laughs> uh, um, Marissa explains on Instagram and Twitter, meia podcast at gmail.com If you want to holla at us real quick, yeah, what I mean. At super friend with three ends on Instagram, four ends on Twitter. Ignorant. You know what I'm saying? Holla at Ignorant. your boy, boy. <laughs> hey, look, guess what? Feel free to troll me if you guys want to, but understand that I am very witty and I will talk shit back to you. Nice. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll holla at y'all next week and we'll probably have the whole squad together unless I decide to travel out of LA, which is possible because this companion pass got me out here 
and I have nothing to do with in LA sometimes. So we'll see. But either way, me and Franny will be on because I forgot about this app. And now that I remember that it exists and we're doing this right now from our respective living rooms, we could do this shit every damn week if we felt like. You feel me? <laughs> so, um, yeah, we'll highlight y'all next week. And that's that. Peace. Right,